This is not getting any better. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we rewatch old movies that we loved in our childhoods, and we get to see if they're actually still any good. We've got a couple guests with us. We'll uh, introduce them in just a moment, but let's go around the room for our regular panel. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. So I want to introduce our guests in the way that Ash introduced them to me in a text message because it sounded very much like a game show. So this is not word for word what her text message says. Ash is super not thrilled about this. But it basically read something like, he's a director from DreamWorks and she's an animator. Please welcome Ben and Jesse. Thank you. (laughs) Ben is a director at DreamWorks TV. That's correct. For the Puss in Boots show on Netflix. That's right. And uh, Jesse is an animator, comic book artist, lots of creative, lots of things, lots of things, curates, gallery shows, all that fun. What sorts of like uh, comic book gallery or just general? A lot of them are sort of fan art. Um, I did a few. uh, Sam actually was in one last year. It was a giant theme. Oh, so when we hear these uh, things on movie blogs about these gallery shows for movie fans, like this is the stuff that you're doing. Sometimes, yeah. Excellent. And you, Sam, you had art in this. That guy. I did. Yeah, yeah. talk about the thing that our viewers can definitely see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will talk about it because I'm, I'm surprised. There's like this awesome statue of the Iron Giant here in the house that I thought was like a, an actual, like, uh, a a produced product that was sold, but you built that. I I built him out of paper and seriously. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) (laughs) he's, he's construction paper, like scrapbooking paper. Um, they're really impressed right now. This is terrible radio, but this is Twitter. We can tweet this. Um, it'll be my fourth tweet ever. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you follow Sam to see it. Cool. Well, uh, that's awesome. So welcome, Ben and Jesse, our, our guests. And so Jesse has brought a movie to the table as our guest. And of course, we're always we're watching movies that at least one person saw as a child and loved and at least one person hasn't seen. So Jesse has brought DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp. So what what's up? Why, why DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp? We kept looking at movies that we hadn't seen and I don't know, DuckTales always just sort of sticks out to me. I think at some point we were looking at lists of movies from 1990 and we picked a few. And We went up to 1991, picked a few. 1992, picked a few and it just kept going. And the only one the only one that that made her go like, this was DuckTales. So we decided (laughs) to go with that. I proposed Kindergarten Cop at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch that. We should just do like five so, Sam, you seem pretty excited about DuckTales as well. Yeah. I, this is one of those movies that I had on VHS and would watch quite a bit and honestly have not thought about since I was like seven. So I remember really like vague, almost dreamlike memories of this movie, but nothing specific. And I genuinely have not seen this movie in, good Lord, probably like 20 years so you're saying you kind of remember it, but it's really a duck blur? <laughs> <laughs> At least no one's doing duck face on the cover of this one. I think they're I think all they doing all duck faces, I'm sure, because they're duck. <laughs> Brett, what's, have you seen DuckTales, the so, movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp? I'm going to say the whole thing every time. I recall a time when I was like, I have definitely seen all of the DuckTales stuff, and then that time was, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so I'm positive I've seen this. I can remember nothing about it mm. at all. But I'm very excited because theme song, I do remember that part. Yeah, everybody remembers the theme song. Have you seen this, Ash? No, I loved the DuckTales show as a kid for sure. Like I was a huge DuckTales fan, but I don't think I ever saw any of the movies. So I I don't think I was even like aware that there were movies. So I'm very excited, but. I'm very confused by this timeline for all of you. Like you were a fan of the show. Like I, Mm -hmm. I remember like there was a time you would come home from school and there was that block of Disney animated programming after school. Tailspin. 
DuckTales. Yes, yeah, this was when I was a kid. Like, when Darkwing. I was, like, nine years old, I would come home and watch DuckTales. Well, I think they replayed them a lot in the 90s. Oh, so it was just know? infinite reruns. <laughs> there was, like, a yeah. crossover block where, like, there was all of the 80s shows still on TV as the mm-hmm. 90s shows trickled in. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. that one about the weird tiger cop. Do you remember? He was like a, no, he was like not. a, the cat. <laughs> He's like oh, a, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. What, oh, was, what that? was that called? I don't know. Oh, I love that show. Viewers was, tell us. Was we it don't a know. Disney show? Yes. Yes. Tailspin was super weird. It's like a, a character from the Jungle Book is now like running an airline. Like, yeah. And then there's like the mouse, the rescuer mouse things. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Ch- 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 Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Are they part of the same show or did they just blur together from my childhood? Different shows. Okay. Yeah. But it was all that same Disney block. You had yeah. DuckTales. Later you had Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. You had your Chip and Dale's. Chip Bonkers. And- Bonkers. Mm. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was I it. I don't think of him as like a tiger because he's so. Yeah. Co- yes. He was kind of ambiguous. He's the like, we were going to do a Roger Rabbit show, but then we couldn't have the rights yeah. to yeah. Roger Rabbit. Isn't so he voiced just- by the same guy? Is he? I don't yeah. know. Yes. He like does the boys Yeah, he thing. doesn't really like, yes. look like a specific animal. I think that was and a, that I is a Disney a property. Bob, yeah, bobcat. I, I think. I yeah, he's a bobcat. So I think that's I remember watching that show where that was in your childhood, but not mine. <laughs> so I think this is one of the weird, one of the rare cases where this was my childhood and also your childhoods as well. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Bryce, have you seen Ducktales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Land? Yeah. So this is the one uh, where all the kids play hockey, right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have not seen it. The Mighty Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> DuckTales, which I was surprised to find today, is one word. Uh, was it, especially since it's obviously two on the on the cover. No, it's 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 like well, DreamWorks. It has a capital well, in the middle, yeah, but it's one camel word. Casing. World Camel Case. Yeah. So DuckTales ran from 1987 to 1990, and the movie was in 1990. So I guess it was like the big cap to the end of the series. But I guess there was no end of the series because they keep playing it in reruns it forever. Was a, you kids wanted a movie, right? Oh, and then they canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> or they just decided, okay, we have our 100 episodes. We can run this in syndication forever. So it's your your standard DuckTales cast, but this also has Christopher Lloyd and Rip Taylor in it, which what? I'm very anxious yeah. to uh, to see. Also, also apparently directed by somebody related to you. <laughs> Did I miss Gaytan? Gaytan Brazi. No, it's not Brazi. Oh. Breezy. Easy breezy. <laughs> also, the wonderful June Foray is in this. Do I know June Foray? June Foray is famously known for her very, very rich history in voicing animated characters. Okay. All that the way back to like... so many directions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After this much alcohol, is it takes a while to form Huey sentences. Huey, Dewey, Louie? Uh, Jesse? No, I think Huey, Dewey, and Louie are uh, Lucy Taylor, who also does Minnie Mouse. I could be totally wrong about that right now. Yeah, she's done like stuff way back like in Looney Tunes I have no mm, okay. time. Right, wasn't she on... Um... June Foray is most known for uh, rock, Rocky yes. and Bullwinkle. She's Rocky. Oh, okay. Rocky the Squirrel. Nice. Must get the moose on the squirrel. So, yeah, I, I usually like to do a little research and set some context, and I wasn't really finding much, and I fell down a very weird and dark hole. Because I started <laughs> to think, okay, you've got Huey, Dewey, and Louie, whose uncle is Donald, whose great uncle is Scrooge McDuck, where are these parents? So I started doing some research, and it's it's kind of interesting. They were introduced, of course, in the in the Donald Duck comic book way back in the '40s, and the reason they live with Donald is because their father is in the hospital because they lit fireworks under his chair, Whoa. and they had to go and live with Donald Duck. Wow! Wow! This is something that's, that's always been kind of floating in the back of my head that's really bothered me, and now I know the answer, and I don't know. But what if about I, the mom? The mom is uh, Della Duck, uh, dead, Donald's probably. sister. But I Della, or there's like a long version of her name, uh, Dumbella, oh. I think. Yeah, that's okay. awful. So yeah, so Della is Donald's sister. I don't know the name of the father. But yeah, they're living with Donald and then I guess eventually moved in with Scrooge because he had more money than Donald, I guess. So and the dad's in the hospital, but 
that doesn't mean the mom's out of the picture. Would she just like take these little monsters away yeah, from like, me? You fuckers almost killed your father. You're gonna go live with your insane Wait, uncle who can't I mean, even talk. So the talk. kids are the one who lit the fireworks. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, they were yeah. very, very mischievous. So the kids almost killed their dad. Right. See, the Send thing him is, to the hospital. Though, is that for how long the series goes on and we never hear about the dad? I think the dad's in the hospital in like the you know we sent the dog to the farm kind of way. Oh, oh wow. wow! That's dark. Jesus, this got wow. dark fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Disney. Remember so. those childhood memories you had that like made you pick this movie? Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not afraid of killing people. No, they're not. Just Especially sort of, parents. You're right. <laughs> it just sort of occurred to me how similar Ducktales is to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, because <laughs> they basically <laughs> go to live with the rich, rich uncle. They have like a very flimsy story to explain why they had to go live with the rich uncle, and then they just stay with the rich uncle forever. And they both have great theme songs that everyone knows they all the words great to. Theme songs. Coincidence? All right. So, what are we expecting out of this movie, Brett? Do you think this is going to be a good movie? I mean, of course, because I can't remember ever not liking Ducktales, and there's a lot of things. Even childhood things that I can think back and be like, that was probably really shitty. But this isn't one of those things. And I got I hope I'm right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you always seem very optimistic before movies like this. Do you still have that optimism for this? Um, Considering how little I remember of this, I don't know. I mean, like, literally all I remember is that there's a scene that takes place in, like, a big fancy hotel or, like, a mansion. Is Tim Curry was that the, the the uh, guy who worked at the hotel? I wish. No. no I, sorry. I'm, that was a home alone to you joke that just <laughs> fell flat. <laughs> Brett got me. I got you. Ash, what do you think? Is this going to be any good? Um, I mean, I don't know. That's a hard question. I think I'm going to enjoy it for sure. But I don't know because I really haven't seen DuckTales since I was a kid. So I remember really liking it, but I don't. I couldn't really tell you any specifics, so I don't really have anything to judge it off of. So, I mean, I think it'll be fun. Any expectations, Bryce? You know, Disney had a lot of uh, good 90s, uh, you know, sports movies about kids, and uh, it's got Amelia Estevez in it, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> no. I think it was last year they re-released the DuckTales side-scroller video game on all the big consoles, and it was fantastic. I, I bought it. I loved every second of it. And, and just having that fresh little memory of DuckTales, I think I'm really, really going to like this. I think, I, I think DuckTales is going to stay pretty fresh. So what about our, our guests who are bringing this movie to us? What do you think? Well, hopefully we don't regret this. Um, <laughs> I, it's all on the line. You brought it. <laughs> I, I remember my, it was for whatever reason, the only VHS that was recorded off TV that my grandparents had at their house. So I, for whatever reason, either they maybe thought it, I would like it. So, but I remember that was the only thing we used to watch when we would go over. So I'm hopeful that but it, it worries me because I haven't watched it in a long time, like Sam and I think everyone else. It's it's sort of worrying that um, I feel like the only memories I have of it might be uh, from the theme song because I remember them climbing up <laughs> trying to get like a lamp or something. But that could also be from Aladdin. So I, I'm I'm concerned, but. I think it's still going to be... It's going to be all right. If you need to breathe into a bag. Oh, God. Oh, Jesse God. Feels, feels the pressure because she's the one who brought the movie. Yeah. She should feel um, pressure. <laughs> also, does it look like that Scrooge's hat is on fire? It, it does look like his hat is on fire. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like things going on here. There's like he a claw. And the, and the, the children are back. delighted. You know, <laughs> we should not judge a movie by the DVD cover. I would uh. assume the children set the hat on fire based on what they did to their father. Yeah. I'm going to watch the whole movie in that context because yeah. yeah. it probably adds some nice like emotional depth to it. Yeah, Psychopathic kids. I'm glad we, should, we could bring some patricide to Duck Tales. I'm not sure what to expect either. Like, I, don't, I honestly don't remember a single thing from this movie. I just remember watching this movie because my dad rented it from a Laserdisc rental back when I was in Indonesia sometime in the, in the mid-90s. Because that's what we used to do on the weekends. We go to a laser disc rental, grab a cartoon, and watch it. 
You've described an experience no one else in the world has yeah. had. <laughs> well, you know, in the continental US, like I don't think they ever like they went straight from VHS to DVD here. Yeah, like, no, we had laser disc rentals. Um, My middle school had a laser disc player, and they were really proud of the one laser disc that they were able to find before they stopped making them. <laughs> what was it? It was like some like his, like biology thing. Like it, it was something gross about like yeah. My my dad and I used to. My dad, of course, being the geeky person, has all like all the laser discs. Um, he doesn't anymore, I think. But we borrowed our friend's Star Wars collection, mm-hmm. which was all. I the I non- have a laser disc player yeah. because I wanted the Star Wars movies yeah. un un manipulated, yeah. and that was the only way to get them for a very long yeah. time. I have DVD copies of those now. Yeah. Sad. Anyways, off topic. Star Wars, Ducktales, same difference. I think we can expect decent Disney animation. From the 90s? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to expect something here. Um, I think the animation will be will be decent. Putting my neck on the line. <laughs> do, we, do we know where this it, was animated? I, I might be biased. I'm seeing four and a half stars. So 237 people should know what they're talking about, hopefully. I think it was like a lot of the TV people and a lot of it animated overseas. I, I would have to assume that the, it was in the TV pipeline. Yeah. Back in the 90s, even back in the 90s, this must be overseas project. Can't be Disney feature. Yeah, it was definitely not feature. They were probably on Beauty and the Beast or something at this point. 90s. Or Aladdin. Yeah. Or Aladdin. <laughs> the other lamp movie. All right, so that is uh, what we're in for. Um, I guess uh, something about finding genies and lamps and such. Um, they might solve a mystery. They might rewrite history. Um, okay. Something like that. So uh, check out uh, DuckTales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, if you haven't seen it yet. You can find it on Amazon Streaming and probably some other services as well. There's no need to torrent this. No need to torrent it. You can find it on Amazon. So we're going we're gonna to watch the movie now, and we'll join you back after we've watched it and share our thoughts. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck blur. Life's all a mystery. Or rewrite history. Ducktales. Woo! So, yeah, Ducktales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Uh, what did we think of that? Anybody want to jump in here first? Brett, what do you think of DuckTales and Movie Treasure of the Lost Land? That was still very good for, 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 what, for what it could have been. <laughs> what does that Hot mean? Phrase. The adventure was fantastic. The jokes, most of them fell really flat, but the adventure was really fun. And, and uh, a little racist, but pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there really did seem to be stuff that we're sensitive to now that we weren't sensitive to at the time. Political correctness doesn't exist back in the 90s, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) Although I think a lot of the racism, not that this is an excuse, but a lot of the racism you see there, you also see in Aladdin. Yeah. Like, watching this movie, I just wanted to be watching Aladdin. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because the cover made me think that it was like gonna be more indiana jonesy yeah and it really wasn't very indiana jonesy it really felt like like before i was watching it when we were talking i almost mentioned if you remember the futurama movie or one of the futurama movies where it really just ended up feeling like they took four episodes that had nothing to do with each other and squished them together yeah and this really kind of felt like that like okay there's this episode where they're in the desert and they find the lamp and then there's this episode where they're like playing around in, the kids in the house well, and yet they I all I don't know about that. I I think there was most definitely a very clear story arc and everything connected and you know the first act of the movie was in the desert but then in the second act of the movie we change location which is very common for story structure is the second yeah. act you have a change of scenery just like from the second act going to the third act, you have a change of scenery. So I, I, I think it followed the story structure pretty definitely, clearly. like way more than the Futurama movie. But it felt like so modular. Like twenty minutes here, twenty minutes in the bedroom, yeah. twenty minutes of. <laughs> 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 
needed you to watch. <laughs> but it was like 20 minutes of Scrooge having his thing, then 20 minutes of the racist rat guy having his thing. Like it was just these sections. Yeah, it felt yeah, like a bunch segmented. Of, like a bunch of shorts yeah. that just happened to More have than the same plot. Most movies. It 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 kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know. Um, it's it's an old production pipeline where each you don't have one director just over he's just he's just overseeing the whole thing, but he's not going into details. And you have like a bunch of sequence directors. I saw that in the credits. There yeah. were several segment directors or sequence yeah. directors. So that might be an explanation for that. So they just kind of like cut it into they, chunks and they take care of each of the sequences. It so isn't necessarily all actually tied together like fluidly like modern yeah. movies. Supposedly it's the job mm-hmm. of the main director to make sure everything ties together. So if you end up feeling like these are separate sequences, that means he didn't do quite a good job, put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening. Yeah, to this. Yeah, let's listening to this. <laughs> I think a lot of what made it feel so segmented was the tonality of it all. Like it definitely started out very like adventury, and then the middle part was like childhood antics. Ah, and then it was very much. I don't. It's not a road movie, but it was like run from the villain for the last half of the movie. So yeah. It kind of had like all of your classic DuckTales elements, like, you know, hijinks from Huey, Dewey, and Louie, treasure hunt, Scrooge losing his fortune. But usually all those are kind of like together in a story. Like this was like like they intentionally separated out each of all of those ideas so they didn't mix together. I don't did I see a different movie? Because I totally disagree with you guys. Like I didn't yeah. feel like I didn't feel segmented to me at all. Like it felt like this was the natural progression of the story. It would make it makes sense that the kids find the lamp and that they would hide it from Scrooge for so long. And while they were hiding it from Scrooge, we did still get pieces of like Scrooge's story throughout because you overhear them being like, but we're, you know, but you have this thing coming up. And, mm. you know, I feel like Scrooge's story was still carried throughout. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like it felt and, segmented to me at all. I think it's more of a like there was no adventure in the ice cream from the sky scene mm-hmm. and there was no well it felt like, very richy rich right? like fun mm-hmm. stuff in like the any of the like the villain takes over part and like like the there was definitely like m- mood scenes as you went through like uh, yeah it was like one plot but like which i mean that's good right like that it shouldn't be the same note I mean, I but guess there's that's... like zero crossover, and I think that's why it feels the segment, and because there was like sometimes there's like scenes that lead into each other, and these kind of just were like now where there's ice cream. Also, it could be <laughs> the transitions between them because mm-hmm. there wasn't really like a we're going back home. They were just kind of home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, if it probably would have been a stronger movie if they tied in those like. The childish wishes had to, I know they had the limited wishes, which kind of like locked them in. But if they had defeated the bad guy with like ice cream falling from the sky or something, like that was never brought back. Yeah, this I like. Yeah. Yeah. True, but wasn't the stronger story arc about Scrooge having a character change there at the end and him, him defeating the bad guy by him making that wish, you know, giving up his wish? Like the, the whole thing was really. Not as much about the kids, even though it does detour with the kids in the middle, but more about Scrooge's story arc. See, like I, I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think, um, I get that from the movie. It's just that I feel like the thing that didn't sell that to me is the fact that they brought Scrooge into the Lamp Adventures so late in the game. Right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was again, I came into this movie completely not remembering anything. I was expecting them to be on the hunt for the lamp for quite a while, like halfway through the movie before they finally got the lamp. But they got the lamp in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was that just kind of ca- totally caught me off guard. And then the rest of it, after the first five minutes of getting the lamp and the whole the desert disaster stuff, after it's just fun games. A lot of it, fun games, fun games, right. fun games. Mm-hmm. Until, and Scrooge didn't actually get to have a relationship with what's the lamp what's the genie's name just genie, genie. genie. yeah he didn't actually get to <laughs> Gene. Gene. so <laughs> he, clever <laughs> he didn't actually um get to uh have any kind of relationship with the genie until after almost like 40 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. so so yeah. what is the call to action in this movie is it we find the lamp 
or is it the kids find the genie or is it Scrooge finds the genie or is it Scrooge loses his fortune? Like, it seems like there were many times where I said, okay, now we're engaged with the story. Even to like well into past half of the movie, I'm like, okay, now we get to wait. It's really late for us to now be engaged in the story. There was one part, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was one part that was supposed to be Scrooge's initial change of heart. And they tried to show it really well. He was in the background. He was in the background, the genie's in the foreground, and then it cuts to a medium shot of Scrooge and his eyes just kind of go sad because the genie is talking Mm -hmm. about how mean his old master was. And this is supposed to be his change of heart, right? But up to this point, I think he's interacted with the genie no more than like five minutes. So that's why I was just like, oh, that's the wrong part to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. You haven't earned it. Yeah. And Scrooge came into that story so late. Even then, like, even though he did use the final wish that he only was aware that he could have wishes for like what the last quarter of the movie. But he still goes back to being Scrooge at the end, you know, know, jumping into money. never got to see him dive in. Yeah, that's true. Because he would have died. <laughs> but he's the one who can true. penetrate yeah. the coin. That's a superpower. <laughs> Duck power. <laughs> it is weird watching a DuckTales story now. Like, Scrooge is not a likable character. Like, that, you want to talk about the 1%? Like, mm-hmm. he, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's flying in a private plane with a dollar sign on the side of it. Watch out, Scrooge. Bernie's coming for you. And then in the beginning of the movie, they they kind of flat out say, like, if you have a genie, don't wish for happiness and world peace. Like, they're they're just just like, no, that's not good, kids. Don't do that. Yeah, and then like he finds out about the genie, and he's like, "Get in the fucking lamp!" And yeah. the genie's like, "Oh God, no!" He's like, "Get in the fucking lamp!" <laughs> he's not a person; he's a thing. Like, oh my I God! I wonder if all this, like, the hijinks, because I feel like the hijinks with the kids would have been better if it maybe was just shorter. Like, maybe it was yeah. too long. Definitely. Because the thing is, is Scrooge couldn't really. Like, for this story to work, he couldn't really develop a relationship with Genie before finding out he was a Genie because then that whole that whole thing that you're talking about, Brett, wouldn't work. Like, he wouldn't be like, get in the lamp, you know, because he would have developed some sort of emotional connection with him. But he did it to the kids. It, like, and the kids were reasonable about it. He's and, like, hey, he, I've been in the lamp a really fucking long time. And they were like, yeah, okay. No, I'm saying Scrooge couldn't, like... I feel like a reasonable like character would have just been like, and yeah, he's right, right, still my slave, isn't. but like you can stay out of the lamp. But like, Scrooge isn't the reasonable. Like I'm like he's, Nick he's saying, a he's monster. a terrible person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would have bought that more if he had if he had joined again. Like if I if I had any input in terms of the, how the movie is directed, I would I would definitely say that the fun and games part with the Huey, Dewey, and Louie that would t- definitely take way too long. Like Do you think get- it's a, a time thing that they were like, like I feel like this was a made-for-TV type movie. Like Probably. Maybe it was I'm not time. sure, but it's just like up to that point where they start like, you know, they start wishing like ice cream falling in the sky. Up to that point where like, I, I was like, I get the point. You guys are having fun with this this mm-hmm. genie. Like he wants to be a kid. I get it. Let's move on. Because at, at the end of the movie, you realize that the whole movie is supposed to be, supposed to be the relationship between Scrooge and the genie. Yeah. But we don't get that until like 40 minutes in. So totally. I feel like that Scrooge, like, I'm okay with Scrooge being like, get in the lamp. Like, you know, he's that, he's, that's in his initial um, reaction to mm-hmm. the lamp. If they had done that way earlier. Yeah, if that was the starting point. Exactly. Of the yeah, the kid stuff, it's like, you need to have Huey and Dewey hijinks, Huey Dewey and the hijinks. Right. But it didn't really serve the structure of this particular story. Could could have been a, a montage. Could have just yeah. been, like, been a like, wishing it, montage. It could have been. been it could have been done a lot faster. Yeah. Also, I do what, say. I will say though, as a kid, I and the crazy part for me, which I can go in more depth later, but I was actually remembering that I have indeed seen this movie, and I was remembering things like seconds before they happened in yeah. my head, oh. and the ice cream one. I specifically remember and I specifically remembered loving that as a kid. So it's like we're talking as adults here, but thinking from the perspective that this is a movie made for kids, like I think kids probably liked that part of the film the most. Yeah, I had this weird moment just a second ago. It's like 
we're having a pretty serious yeah. structural conversation yeah. about yeah. fucking DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's cut it a little bit of slack, so you know? That is also the problem that we usually encounter, like, especially on the show that I'm on. Like, we try to make it the movie. We try to make every... Um, on Puss and Boots, we try to make every Puss and Boots episode to be like as great of a 22-minute movie as we possibly can. Yeah. And then we get really bitter when the executives say, oh, this part right here is really too sad. Like, I actually cried. And uh-huh. us, we like, we want you to cry. You know, that's that's where the emotional part is. And then after a while, when you, when you take a step back, you realize that Kids from 6 to 12 watching this, they might not be entertained because it's too heavy. But we want it to be heavy because it's what we want to make. So a good movie, I guess, finds that balance. Mm -hmm. If I was a kid, I don't, again, I wish I remembered how I felt watching this. But I had a feeling I would have loved it too. Yeah, as a kid, you want to see the little kids getting their wishes. Exactly. That's but, the fun. As, as I, an adult, I wanted to see all three, all, all four of the kids just squander their wishes instantly by having like a wish fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing you, you said there, and like, it's something that I kind of feel that, um, the movie industry as a whole is kind of moving towards as far as like what people audiences like is I feel like, Nowadays, especially with social media and everything being so instant and instant gratification is I feel like people don't really want to feel stuff like people don't want to feel that emotion instead of having to sit there and like feel something or even just feel bored. Like nobody wants to feel bored anymore. They'll just pull out their phone. And honestly, I think in my opinion, like I don't want to go off on a whole tangent, but I think that's why movies like Mad Max are so popular because that movie doesn't make you feel anything. It just entertains you with flashy chasing the entire time. Yeah, but that's not that's not like an emotion, you know, that you're not having like a cathartic release like you would if you, you know, are witnessing somebody die on screen or something. I feel like people don't really want to feel as much as they do if you were to go back and watch older films they kind of make you sit there and even be bored. They like will make you be bored because that's what the filmmakers wanted you to feel in that moment. And I, I feel like people are more interested in flashy entertaining now, now, now. I don't want to. In fact, Louis C.K. had a really great quote about it, and I'm probably not going to say it just right. But he talked about how, you know, he sits in his car at a stoplight and he'd pull out his phone and he was like just he he was like talking about how he was talking to himself and he was like, just don't fucking pull out your phone. Just sit here for a minute and like live in this human existence, you know? And we never do that anymore as a society. And, and I feel like that's kind of where filmmaking is going. It is true. I think yeah. Mad Max is the perfect example for that. Cause that is a mm-hmm. get to the point movie. There's no exposition. There's no setup. It's yeah. just like, did you come here to see a race or, exactly. or a chase and explosions? Well, let's get straight to it. Yeah, and I mean... And there's a lot to enjoy about that, but yeah, it loses something. I have Mm -hmm. to say, like, as a whole, filmmaking as an art is getting better. Like, nowadays, especially in the realm of animation, there is such a high standard that did not exist in 1990 when this came out. I mean, the seven frames per second? No, no, I don't don't mean a technical... (laughs) I mean, there are technical standards that have been risen, but a story structure... You know, there's sort of these expectations, probably a lot due to Pixar, that when you go to see an animated film, it's going to live up to the live action stories that you're used to seeing. There's going to be great structure. It's not just going to be this cute, fluffy little DuckTales movie, you know? I think you're (laughs) totally right when it comes to animated films. I think animated films are like really pushing the storytelling boundaries, but I feel like they're the ones that are making you feel right. I mean, if you look at, um, inside out, inside out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Wally or like, uh, I mean, all Pixar movies, movies, basically Pixar, Pixar, you're doing it right. Pixar, Pixar (laughs) has the freedom, the money and the time to say Pixar is the, to me, is sort of like the apple of the animation industry where they go, the audience doesn't know what they want to see. We're going to tell them what they should see. We're going to tell them what they should like. It's kind of like yeah. Apple. As yeah. opposed to other films like, like, you know, Transformers, I feel like instead of them 
instead of those filmmakers saying we're going to tell them what they want you know what they want to see we're going to show them that, that this experience can be better instead they're kind of like catering to this flashy bayham you know like well we know people come and see this so we might but that's the well. thing though that is what the filmmaker believed like that is what michael bay believed people want to see he believes that movies these days um and you, I don't you, think he's wrong. I think he's right that people do want to see that. He's you mentioned Bayhem. You've yeah. seen that Tony Zo um video. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's true what he said. A lot of people are what was it? Visually sophisticated, but they it's like they like to see it. They don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot exactly what it was he used. And but the thing is you look at the all Transformers movies, they do so well overseas. In my country, Indonesia, Transformer is a big blockbuster. If I if I yeah, if I ask if I ask my friends, my old friends from Indonesia, like what's your favorite movie? They will say Transformers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles great because that's all. They're not looking for the kind of sophisticated movie like Inside Out that we're looking for here. It's a different, enti- entirely different audience, and it's fascinating. Yeah. So, but that audience exists in America too. That audience oh, is in America too, of course, yeah. and that's I, why I we. I think the dangerous part of what we're saying here is like people look for this, people like this. But I think it's certain audiences look for this and certain it, audiences look for other things. In the end, I think every filmmaker should make what they feel like should be made. Like in Michael Bay thinks it's all about spectacles, whereas people at Pixar thinks it's all about heart. Whoever made this clearly think it's all about the kids and they clearly understand the kids because like like mm-hmm. um, Ash said, like if you were a little kid watching this, you would have yeah. loved it. I would have loved it too. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm nitpicking on the timing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, it, Yeah. Yeah, and we all did. I mean, yeah. every one of us who saw this as a kid remembers it fondly. And we don't hate it as adults. Yeah. We're looking we at just... it through adult eyes. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. maybe that's not the way to look at a DuckTales movie. But there's yeah. also a reason why none of us have seen this in like 15 or 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And there's movies that old that that I, from when I was a kid that we totally still watch all the time. Mm-hmm. I always talk about E.T., but E.T. Mm. is made for the same audience and it's so much better. Yeah, I, I don't think the nitpicking is bad because the adventure was fun. But if it was, if it had more and like it was tighter and the, and the jokes were actually funny, like you know, it would be a movie that we For would sure. still that we wouldn't that wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if you if you look at the, the you know four and a half stars, two hundred thirty seven reviews, I think the families are enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would bet you half of those reviews are my kid loves. My kids love it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's exactly. that's gonna get you a four or five star review. Exactly. You, you know what I'm curious about is because I know Disney announced uh, that there's a Ducktales reboot coming uh, in a couple of years or something, and to think about what quality. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of the current like TV shows, but there's a lot of really good animated shows right now, like Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, and they, you know... Puss in Boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, but but there's a lot of depth that can go into some of these, these shows, even like referring to things throughout the seasons. And I know I watched um, some DuckTales episodes uh, a while back and thought like, you know, the, nostalgia-wise, like... They're, you know, they're great, but they, the stories could be so much stronger. And I think with like a modern, um, like look at it, it could be like really beautiful, like really fun show. So I hope that's, you know, with, with the fun, I think you can still, I I realize DuckTales is really Gravity Falls because it's a bunch of kids going on adventures with their old grumpy grandpa like <laughs> yeah all the ingredients are there yeah it yeah. seems to be like a common tv show thing <laughs> Good with the grumpy yeah yeah it's like to the future there's there's a moment in this movie that i can't help like thinking about going in another way where scrooge wishes for the genie to turn into a real boy wouldn't it have been so great if the genie had actually turned into a real boy? Not a duck, but a real boy. And all of the other ducks just being completely disgusted by this grotesque, hideous monster that appears before them. Oh my God. There's something weird about how this movie, too, is like strangely existing in our world. Like they reference the Boston Tea Party and stuff. And it's yeah. like, wait, no, don't. 
you're not in our world. Like, no, you're. You're in, a duck. You stay in duck. <laughs> you're like in this weird duck world. Like, what? Are, yeah. are they in America then? Like, they're yeah. in. Uh, I remember I ran across New San Fran, London. Yeah. I ran across the name of the state when I was doing research. It, it, it's like a combination of two state names. A Calisota. So it's Doug Bird is in the state of Calisota. Wow. Like they've actually thought this shit through. Except they just took him to Egypt. I mean, really quickly went from Egypt in like a helicopter that has no doors. Super safe for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was a plane. It was a full-on was plane. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the they, plane was at the they, beginning. They, yeah. They yeah. Blew yeah. Blew yeah. And then they blew it up. And that would still a be a really long flight though. Yeah. <laughs> Really, uh, no iPods, nothing. They can't. I said I said it before we were recording, but all the magic got undid at the end, and they were talking about like that he like blew up Pompeii and shit, like. Suddenly Pompeii is like back to normal. I love that part where he's like. Pompeii never would have blown its lid if it wasn't for him. And I'm like, um, science disagrees with you. <laughs> science it's disagrees like, with a lot of things. Magic, Aren't you the magic. one with the finger on the trigger? Um, volcanoes, that's like what they do. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I probably the villain would've. wasn't very subtle. He, I, like, I doubt he would have been like, hey, blow up Pompeii, but like, make it look like a natural disaster. I <laughs> 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 don't want anyone to know I was involved. Keep Pompeii was going to be undid, but then the doctor came in and made sure everything was right. So can anybody explain to me what's going on with Scrooge McDuck's shoes? Oh, oh he's got like the spats, spats, the fancy yeah. spats on. But they don't cover the bottom of his foot. Because they're spats. Spats don't cover the bottom of your foot. But shouldn't you <laughs> wear shoes along with spats? Mm. Not but if you're a he's duck. He's not wearing pants, so. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that far. Can we talk about the weird naked baby duck part? That's yes. so, like we've all grown accustomed to them not wearing pants. So when they take off their shirt, it's like, whoa. <laughs> what is going on? Nudity in this movie. And it was with kids. Yes. Yeah. Made me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> so how about that uh, Christopher Lloyd performance? Mm. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. He should Lots do more voiceover work. And you know, like it's so easy and so obvious to keep tying into Aladdin. And it's just weird. Mm. Especially the genie, because nobody, there's no historical precedent in the story of Aladdin for the genie to be a high strung stand up comedian bouncing around the room. But somehow they, they did that in both the DuckTales movie and in Aladdin. But I also yeah. kind of feel like that's the only logical thing for a, a genie that's been locked in, in a fucking box for a thousand years to be. It's a good it's just move. It's insane. It's not <laughs> angry. true. But it's not like inherent to the story, and it it definitely seems like one of those is ripping off the other. So yeah. did Ducktales see what they were doing upstairs and say we're going to steal all those ideas? I wonder uh -huh. if it's more of okay, this is how we want to do it, and then either they have the same idea or someone from the executives go, no, yeah. Genie should be like this because they've seen how the movie's supposed. Yeah, the movie's gonna. Yeah. Do. That's what my money's yeah. on too. Well, also if Conformity. you like, if you like really, I mean, if you want to trace it back even farther, if you look at like I Dream of Genie, like yeah, she's not quite as like you know she's not Robin Williams, but she's also like you said, Brett, she's like she's kind of crazy, like she she's like overly optimistic, kind of crazy, yeah. you know. And I feel like maybe that's just the thing that makes sense when you're trying to do a genie. You want hit. You want the genie to be eccentric. But I'm Going even saying. You got Robin Williams and you got Rip Torn, and they're both doing the same thing. Like these, mm -hmm. these stand-up comedians who are known for being just completely wild and crazy and bouncing off the walls, and you make them like the cartoon version of that stand-up act. It just seems so weirdly similar. We have yeah. a genie stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Rip Torn is We're the guy you get racist. when you can't get Robin Williams. There you go. So I guess movies from now on who feature genies should try to fight that stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think of the, the like Bugs Bunny. Like, didn't he always have an angry genie? Or maybe it's just one. I don't know. Have you, have you guys what? seen the really, really old Aladdin like Prince of Thieves or whatever it's called from like the 30s? Nope. I think, 
know of it. I don't think I've seen it. I can't. Do they have like a 1930s stand-up comedian as the genie? No, I'm trying to remember. I've only seen it in Fast Forward. So, what? Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> that was her job. It was my job. Watch your movies and Fast Forward. Yeah. Since we're talking about non-stereotypical genie, um, Wonder Puss and Boots episodes, Wait. we have an episode where it's not a genie, but it's similar to what you were saying. You guys were saying about how genies that grants the wrong wishes. So maybe the when monkeys pause situation, something like that. So um, there's a wishing star that when it grants your wish, it's it's sort of defective in a way that it's, so it's not it's it's not kind of the kooky genie type of stuff. But when he grants your wish, it grants it, but then something goes wrong with it. Like when. Um, this cat Dosania saw a flower that's dead. So she went, I wish this flower would come back to life. So it came back to life, but now it has teeth and starts eating people. You know, stuff like that. So that's a different genie. Also, it's voiced by Jack McBrayer, which Jack is McBrayer. fantastic. Uh, that was going to be my next question. It, was it voiced by a crazy like, stand-up comedian? He is kind of a crazy crazy improv comic, yeah, but I not guess, so frenetic. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a little crazy. Yeah, the the star was kind of a little bit like yeah. So I guess I guess that is that does still fall into that <laughs> is, formulas. Is it wrong that I'm kind of now being getting to think of Q from Star Trek, who is like a terrible yeah, genie that Q you is, never want? Yeah. Well, he's the evil genie. <laughs> yeah, he's the. He, but he's, that's what happens at, after. Like this is thousands of years in the future of Aladdin after they released the genie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Q is he was the released genie. Huh. Or maybe that's I never saw this the sequels to Aladdin, but it's like wasn't Jafar like the evil genie? And then he would manipulate wishes. Because he got put in the lamp at the end, right? But I don't remember if he ever comes back. Yeah, he's in you mean in oh, I mean, the Return of Jafar? Return of, Return of oh, Jafar. Oh, well, Jafar then yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. What, he returned. Was he as a sure. genie, though? Are you <laughs> sure? Yeah. He was really he a one at the end of the movie, and then... So I, I feel like I did see. It. I think he found like somebody rubbed the lamp and was the master, but he ended up like manipulating the guy to get what he wanted. Maybe I did see it. Why did I see Return of Jafar? Nice. <laughs> a lot of people asking themselves that question. <laughs> the third one, the King of Thieves for mm. Aladdin's hot dad, though. Yeah. Oh, was that the one that they yes, showed on the Disney Channel? That's what Nick was interested in when he saw that movie. <laughs> no, We're I'm talking about cartoons, in general. right? Right, yes. So, Aladdin have... 3, colon, dad bod. Uh, <laughs> have we gone around the room? Maybe we should start, because I'm probably going to have the most dour opinion here so i'll kind of say what i felt which is i was pretty bored by the whole thing i think i've i found watching that like and clearly it's been a long time since i've seen any ducktales aside from the video game but i think ducktales probably works better in 30 minute chunks mm-hmm. like after 30 minutes i was like i think i've had enough ducktales right now <laughs> so yeah i wasn't really thrilled with didn't, this movie like the first say, time we like, paused the movie yeah, and we it was only like, 20 minutes we, yeah we paused the movie at 20 minutes and we were like god this feels like it's been so much longer yeah yeah that first 20 minutes felt like 45 minutes yeah so yeah that was not my favorite movie i find myself getting pretty bored um ash what did you think i mean i i have to agree with you i was a bit bored especially towards the end you know where it kind of felt like okay let's Get it over with. But um, I, the, the thing that was fun for me was just like remembering stuff like before they happened and um, remembering how much I think I, I, I think I saw this movie several times, especially the, the genie. I remember him being a, like making an impression on me and me really liking him. So um, I think it was fun. I liked the adventure. I, I think it was kind of fun and quirky, but a movie, I think if I had kids, I'd probably show them this movie too. But yeah, as an adult, it doesn't really do that much for me. It's a little, a little Yeah, boring. I enjoyed the, the familiarity. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Scrooge and the kids and Mrs. Beagley and all that. I wanted more landing strip. Launch. <laughs> <laughs> we all want more landing strip. Landing we, strip. Yeah, he's, now he's landing strip, which is a slightly sexual term. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> God. You <laughs> 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 Jokes, but first time, I swear to God, 
It it's is a joke, stripper people. name. It's a stripper name. Jokes. It's a terrible stripper name. <laughs> 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 Anyone's actual stripper name is Landing Strip, is it? Um, I think there's probably somebody. No, else. but it's the name of their sex move. <laughs> no. Anyway, I thought this film was very nostalgic, but utterly kind of forgettable, sadly, which is why I don't remember any of it until, like Ash said, seconds yeah. before it happens. I kind of wish there was like more adventure, like at the beginning, and then like more evil at like at the end, and then the middle could have just been erased. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really feel like a movie. It felt like a couple long episodes of Ducktales. Yeah, it could have been broken up into like three episodes. Jesse, what'd you think? I, I kind of agree with you guys that uh, the reason I clear, you know, I bet when I watched it as a kid, I probably got distracted and it played in the background and mm. I really don't remember much of this. I think a lot of my memory of it comes from like the theme song, which is not featured until the very end, which is very, very disappointing. But um, <laughs> it's the only thing, thing we're all waiting watching. for. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best part. Because um, I remember in the, there's that part in the, in the theme song where they're like climbing up and racing to get some sort of treasure or I think it's a lamp. Yeah, it, thought, it is a lamp and it wasn't part of this movie. Yeah, which is really confusing because I think I just associated it with like, oh yeah, this big adventurous <clears throat> thing. Um, I think that's actually part of the DuckTales TV series. Yeah. It's one of the episodes. Be. Could yeah. be. So um, there's an episode where they get a genie's lamp? They, Something like that. They, you know, they, they always kind of animated their own thing for a yeah. lot of those theme songs. Their first too. encounter with the lamp, they just left the genie as a slave. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last which was like, I wish that we don't remember any of yeah. this. And then we have to relive it in you know a 75-minute film. The genie's like, fuck you guys, now I have all the wish power. And he just makes all the wishes. Um, so overall, I kind of like wish that it was just sort of a... There's your first wish. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish it was just a bit more uh, sort of... T- like, like it maybe spoiled by recent movies, but just sort of that adventure, that sort of tightly timed... Uh, like, uh, making it a bit more tighter as I have this grabby hand <laughs> to nothing. Um, but, I, I like, you... F- to actually feel like, oh, God, there's actually stakes. Oh, God, like, this is really, like, exciting. Like, um, even in the, the wishing scenes, it's like, you could have had a unicorn, but you got things. I mean, the toys coming alive was kind of fun, but, like, you elephant. could have. What, you wouldn't want a unicorn? No, I'm saying she oh. wished for a baby elephant. Oh. But, <laughs> but it's still, like, real. So, it know, was boring. Could have, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Go yeah. for unicorn. <laughs> Unicorns poop ice cream. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. And and that I think maybe if the kids, I, I mean, if the heart of this movie really should have been that the about the fun of the kids, that that should have kind of been brought through the rest of the movie instead of even focusing on Scrooge. I mean, if anything, it should more be Scrooge's relationship with the kids. You know, not yelling at them instead of his relationship with the genie that he just met. Um, but you know, it, it's a it's a fun little thing. It, it kind of I, staring at this poster. I keep thinking of the beginning of the Rugrats movie too, where oh. <laughs> which they do like the same sort of like Indiana Jones thing, except they actually make it a Indiana Jones parody. And uh, you know, God, if, I think I might have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> you probably did. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, I wish it would. I wish it had. Like been the whole thing had been in the desert. In, yeah, yeah. If they really went on this like, you know, sort. Not, and then you know, obviously doesn't have to be realistic. Treasure but, hunt. Yeah, treasure, treasure hunt. hunt. Yeah, yeah. Right. there's like, an actual treasure hunt instead well, of suddenly land in getting, a grand scale. Yeah, they, they the, unburied yeah. a giant pyramid in like five seconds. Yeah. like what was that? That's it a was, cool concept. It is a cool yeah. concept. Like, what what happened here? Like, <clears throat> what what just? How long did that take, guys? I mean, I don't know. If I would have actually happened. liked this movie better if they never went back to Duckburg. <laughs> And they had just been like they had just been at the desert, and maybe the lamp was taken away from them by by Murloc, and they're stranded and has to find a way home. Yeah. And then they yeah. have to go into the jungle where they chase after the yeah. crystal skull. Oh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Even that <laughs> would have had more adventure to it. Like a, a like well, that would have made sense because <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> right. 
I got a like a battleshipping kind of question, and I know it's too dumb to bring that up about a kids movie, but about live ducks <laughs> that talk. Uh, so when they fix the wishes that go bad, one of the times they just wished that they hadn't made the wish. Do you get your wish back? Oh That's shit! A good question. Yeah, it's like that bootstrap paradox thing. It's the control C. Because I feel like they should have had a couple extra wishes at the end there. I, I want to know, like, if these guys are ducks, why are there, are there so many, like, pigeons and birds that are not like them? Well, because they live in the same world as, like, Mickey Mouse and, right? And guess right. like Nick same. said, they're the 1%. They're the other birds can live outside. <laughs> they got a house. Oh, <laughs> the, like, flying animals and whatnot. Yeah, I felt like in DuckTales it was always just ducks and beagles were the anthropomorphized animals. Yeah. Like that was it. And then every everything else were like regular animals. But then I guess they do live in the same universe as Mickey Mouse and everything. Mm-hmm. So what did you think? <laughs> like I said, like I said, I I wish I wish the movie the movie, I wish the movie was all just about adventure, like about three wishes right there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wish a lot. You guys lot aren't good with these wishes. No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. Um it, like Brett said, um, if there was more adventure to it, um, a good a good adventure movie that I I love and people hate was uh, is is Sinbad, DreamWorks Sinbad. Oh, I see. I love that movie. One of my favorite DreamWorks. He movie. made me watch it. It's actually quite good. It the is, pr- if it says, in he terms of the word made, <laughs> because because <laughs> everyone forced me to watch this horrible yes, thing. I made him. I made her. I made her sit down and watch it. I made him watch Treasure Planet, and he's used to like. I fell asleep. To he's used to One Piece, where it's like pirate adventures that are like, yeah, really exciting. And Treasure Planet is not that movie. It's like father son sort of relationship mm-hmm. movie. And Sinbad is actually like, this is a pirate adventure. To me, huh. if a movie has the premise of family adventure then give me the adventure and the adventure here was pretty much just in the first five minutes where they were in the desert yeah. and then after that it's all Doug Burke problem you know who did that well family adventure <laughs> all Doug Burke problems is the um, the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies yeah they really did the adventure the new well. ones no no the old <laughs> ones <laughs> I haven't seen any of them the no. chipmunk adventure I would have yeah, been surprised the if it was the new ones yeah so Bryce, what did you think? It was all right. Surprisingly, not as much hockey as I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse and uh, Ben, where can we find you? I mean, clearly we're, we want to watch Push, Puss in Boots on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yes. Do you guys have uh, Twitter presences? Uh, do you have any gallery uh, exhibitions happening soon? My Twitter is um, at E1N. I usually just complain about the animation industry in general. Nice. <laughs> They're good complaints, though. Thank you. <laughs> I hope I don't get fired so from them. Uh, mine's Jesse, Sarah, and... Can you spell that? J-E-S-S-E? J-E-S-S-I-E-S-A-R-A-H. Uh, my Tumblr is Think and Paint. And I oh, can... you, we can see your artwork there? Yeah. And, and like the letter or and? And, okay, yeah, should probably like type that up and nice. think and paint like ink and paint. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, I just realized that. That's clever. Oh, what you did there. I, know, I, I had a clever thing. Um, <laughs> just once, just once, and then like everything else is jessiegreenberg.com. Yeah, and I don't think I have any gap. Well. By the time this actually airs, I have no idea if I'll have uh, another gallery show yet, but hopefully soon. But it'll be on Twitter, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, and I'll have my comic, which you can find on my What's comic. What's the name so. of the comic? Oh, Fangirls. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one person who should definitely know yeah, the title of this book. Know. It's the thing on the internet. Um, it's about uh, me and my former roommate, uh going to a magical version of London just full of like British references in order to find Sherlock Holmes because in real life she's obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. So other other people you can find on Twitter, you can find Sam on Twitter. You can. Uh, all three of her tweets at <laughs> Sam L. Wilson. There uh, might be four now. <laughs> Who knows? I think they're all because I tweeted at you. <laughs> I think I'm just going to start tweeting at you. Like, just yeah, regularly. just do it. Okay. Tweet at Sam and encourage her to use hey. the internet. No, hey. I hey, won't listen. go. Hey, 
if if you liked the uh, the music that started the episode, uh, I did that. You can find uh, more of those type of things that I do uh, on my website, uh, breadeagles.com. It's bread like the food and eagles like multiple e-guy. No, singular e-guy. Sing- singular? Oh, right? oh, no, eagles, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also on Twitter, but with an underscore in between, Brad underscore Eagles. Uh, and then our show, uh, this podcast is part of the Last Dash TV network. Um, and that's that's all over the place. YouTube, Twitter. Yeah. They, they got their own website. What, what else is on the channel, Ash? Uh, we have a cooking show called The Hunger Dames. We actually just released an Assassin's Creed episode where we make an Assassin's Creed haystack. Uh, we also do uh, video game parodies. We we did like a Plants vs. Zombie parody video, which um, is probably going to hit 2 million views sometime soon, which is nice. pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, you can please subscribe there if you like funny content and videos like this. Oh, and of course, our other show, Brett and my other show, Let's Drink, where we get shamelessly drunk on the internet with guests. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. We're still recovering from one right now. Um, but also, if if you have movie suggestions, please tweet at us. You can find us on Twitter, also Laughstash TV on Twitter, but also specifically this podcast at Let's Rewatch. If I can remember how to say the name, um, but you almost said let's drink. <laughs> I did. Uh, but thank you to all the people who have tweeted at us, like Erica G and many more. Um, we appreciate you guys, and please keep tweeting at us and uh, like mall our tweet. You know, sometimes people's Twitter names are hard to read, but we appreciate them. So thank you so much. And if you watched the show and loved it, please rate us. And if you watched the show and hated us, please lie. And if you watch the show, that's amazing because it's an audio podcast. What JK! Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you right. have a genie too? <laughs> All right, so thanks again for joining us for Let's Rewatch and DuckTales, the movie Treasure of the Lost Land. Yeah, next time we'll be watching the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>